Hi, I'm Jesse. We're in an apologetic series titled Reason for Hope. Apologetics is giving a reason defense for the gospel. And the past few devotions have been hard for me to teach because I don't I don't like taking people down notches. I really don't like that. But but it's it's important. Much of apologetics is based upon experientialism within certain Christian circles, and there's a reason that's not a sound basis for your whole apologetic. And all the while, every time I say that, I also counter it by saying, yeah, when somebody's saved, they necessarily must experience the Holy Spirit. But that experience in the Holy Spirit doesn't necessarily equate to a, uh, an emotional moment. So Jesse, what does it mean? What is the proper experiential apologetic? Well, we know when someone is legitimately experiencing the Holy Spirit of God based on the fruit that is evidenced from the Holy Spirit. What is the fruit of the Holy Spirit? It's listed out in Galatians chapter 5. So here is the one good, legitimate, true, experiential apologetic. You know that you're experiencing the true Holy Spirit of God and his conversion as manifest through the following symptoms. I mean symptoms in a good way. Now, the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I am warning you about these things as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, those are the works of the flesh. There's a reason that the fruit of the Spirit the evidencing of the proper experience of the Holy Spirit begins with the word but, the coordinating conjunction but. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. It's often forgotten that the fruit of the Spirit, the evidence of the true experience, the, 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 the one good experientialist apologetic is given in contrast to the works of the flesh. When uh, Jesse and I were first married, we had all this stuff that, that people gave us at our, at our wedding shower. And some of it, we asked people for just art, rendering, uh, artistic renderings of scripture because we just love putting scripture up in our house. It's just a reminder. And um, we, we were given this we were given this one piece that, that listed out the fruit of the Spirit, and it starts with the word but. And I always looked at that, I was like, why? If you're gonna start something with the word but, you need to know what comes before it. Like, why is the but there? But the fruit of the Spirit, that may, coordinating conjunctions can contradict what came before them. So what are we contradicting by listing out the fruit of the Holy Spirit? You'll see the fruit of the Spirit, it's one of those kind of things that's very tweetable, love, Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I mean, like when somebody becomes way more loving, man, you, you can see that's that's fruit of the spirit. When somebody has way more peace they've ever than they've ever had before, that's fruit of the spirit. When somebody has joy like they've never known before. That is an emotion and that is a behavior and a lifestyle and it is evidence of the one true experientialist apologetic, the experiencing of the Holy Spirit of God. When somebody does exhibit 
love and joy and peace and patience. Like they're suddenly way more patient than they've ever been before, way more kind. They're supernaturally kind. All of a sudden they have now self-control like they've never had before. This is one of those things that's really evidenced well in addiction treatment using the gospel, wherein somebody now suddenly shows self-control over something that used to control them. That only comes about through the Holy Spirit of God. That's incredible. That's a great way to know this. But why is it presented with this word, but, at the beginning of it? It's because it's in contrast to our own devices. When you look at the fruit of the Spirit, it makes for a beautiful artistic rendering, you know, in cursive, with sepia tone, across a sunset, on a lake and a pier. And it doesn't just make for a nice, beautiful, calm thing, but somebody as a joke once took the works of the flesh and gave them the same kind of treatment. You're never gonna see sexual morality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing. <laughs> that doesn't look as pretty in cursive and sepia tone on a beautiful sunset picture of a dock somewhere. But it describes us in our natural state. It describes us the way that we were just born. Sexual immorality, man, whether you're gay or straight, we're all born with this natural lustful proclivity unto say polyamory. Moral impurity, that's pretty broad, right? Promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds. Oh man, this is echoing what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, right? Strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger. Oh man, I gotta confess, I'm prone to that sometimes. Selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy. I've seen envy among pastors, man. Drunkenness, I've committed that sin. Carousing, that's when you're like hungover and you're not, you're not yourself the next day. You're not as useful for God as you usually are. Anything similar, I'm warning you about these things as I warned you before. Those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. All right, that's our default state, our natural sinful state. But when we experience the Holy Spirit, we can know that it's the Holy Spirit of God because it is supernatural love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I've seen these in my own life, and so I know I've experienced the Holy Spirit of God. I've also experienced what 1 John lays out. I've seen that love that I have for, for the people of God, that love that I have for the church of God, that Holy Spirit's presence in my life as evidenced by Galatians 5. That is the one form of experientialism that can be used as a strong apologetic because there are many experiences. Mormons have experiences. Satan worshipers have experiences. Atheists even have their own apostate, uh, uh, Christian apostate testimonies as their own experiences. What is the one kind of experientialism that's true and that's good? It's listed here in Galatians 5. This is the fruit of the Spirit. No, you can't just choose one to the neglect of the others. It's all one collective fruit. This is the one true experientialist apologetic. And no, again, I got to give this rebuke lightly and gently. My charismatic friend who believes that speaking in tongues is necessary for salvation, it doesn't include tongues. There is hope here. Look at this, man. This is incredible. Look, look at the default experience, the work of the flesh versus what comes from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love and joy and peace. I mean, that's incredible, right? There's hope here. So give this reason for hope to someone today. Bring this up to someone today. Let them have 
this one true experience when it when it comes to Christian apologetics, experiencing the Holy Spirit of God. Go share this hope with somebody today. Run, don't walk, go.